0: This is DWZ Podcast with J-Rod here, Deleted Zones, very own podcast of all things that is pro-professional wrestling with with AEW, NXT, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, the National Wrestling Alliance, various promotions, wrestlers, matches, and championships. I am your host, J-Rod here. Now, uh, let's talk about this interesting subject, people, because I feel... This is a load of horseshit that I've been hearing since this week with this topic that came into the lap of every WWE fan. Now, as you know, I haven't paid attention to Raw or SmackDown that much, but it feels like it's important to understand. As you know, there were some releases that came for six individuals. Braun Strowman, Alistair Black, Buddy Murphy, Lana. Ruby Riott and Santana Garrett. Now, this is my reaction when I heard about Braun Strowman being released. What the fuck? Yes, people. Sorry about the profanity, but it it kind of gets me think why on earth they had to cut him off. Here's the initial excuse, and, and I feel this is getting too old for many fans out there. And especially for me, who's a who's been following this, the reasons they were released, budget cuts. Now, you can't. Kind of can say it's the same old story. You can just say bullshit, bullshit. I agree. It doesn't make any sense for, especially with a guy like Braun Strowman. I don't understand that. Now, Alistair Black, he was one of those guys that. Okay, he's coming out with a new character. Uh, he helped Apollo Crews. Uh Buddy Murphy, we haven't seen him for some time. But, um, I don't know. It's kind of weird. But, of course, Lana. There were some stories that uh, she was getting involved with the creative team. But she has been doing so well with um, teaming with Naomi. Uh, Ruby Ryan. Mostly we've been seeing her involved with... With... Um, with Liv Morgan, part of the the riot squad, and as for Santana Garrett, that's a different story as well. Because from what I know, we did saw her in NXT. What? Sorry, folks. So anyway, what what doesn't make any sense? Uh, it's the one person doesn't make any sense to me is Braun Strowman. The reason I say this is this, why. Braun Strowman did sign a multi-year contract with the company, with the company, and he was making one point something million dollars. And I just don't understand why it didn't make any sense. And I'm sure for him being released was shocking. And I'm sure I'm shocked too because it didn't make no sense whatsoever to release him. I just don't know what is the point. I'm just kind of, you know, makes no sense. But here's a curiosity. Uh, Recently on Busted Open uh, Radio, uh, Billy Corgan, the owner of the NWA, the National Wrestling Alliance, he did best talked about this uh, thing that took place. But they did ask him this interesting question. Out of all the six wrestlers that were released, which one of them he would like to sign? And without hesitation, he picked Braun Strowman. And I'm like thinking, you know, that's not a bad pick. I mean, look, we all can agree he could do well in AEW. I, say, I would agree with many fans on that, but we got to think about it. Who will have the better offer, the better opportunity? It, it doesn't matter right now. He is a guy that would draw a lot of fans, and that would make sense. But this is ridiculous how they were releasing him. Don't know why. Aleister Black, on the other hand, we all know him. Uh, what an interesting character. He When he first started in, in, um, in NXT, being the NXT champion, beating uh, Andrade for the time. Not to mention his wife was, in fact, um, his manager or whatever. It, it kind of makes sense. We all know what happened to his wife, uh, Thea Trinidad, better known as... Um, selena vega she was released due to the fact that she did not cooperate with the company because of the third-party platforms but we haven't seen alistair black for quite some time i mean the last thing we see him he was before uh before he reemerged. he had like this little kind of like eye patch type pirate where he got injured and it, it, it was like that kind of threw me off a little bit but Seeing him reemerge, that I was like, okay, great. Now they're they're giving him a much, much better thing, and then he helped Apollo Crews and all of a sudden, he gets released. That to me is the most shocking thing as well. I mean, look, you were planning, WWE were planning to bring him back in a new character, and all of a sudden. You, you decide to cut him too? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, look, if you're not planning to use him, then why use him now and then all of a sudden, sorry, we don't need you anymore. That, that doesn't make sense either to me. It doesn't. Now, do I think he'll be fine? Of course he'll be fine. I mean, look, it's no secret that he could go any promotion, but the real question is how much value he he could be for any promotion. That's the thing about, I mentioned about AEW. They just can't take anybody. They have to bring, get those that, who are, are truly a good value for them. You know, like Merrill is one of those guys. And, and that's the reason we talk about that. And it makes perfect sense. But all we can do is show our support to Alex or Black and be there wherever promotion he will end up down the line. Next person is Buddy Murphy. I, I don't know much. I mean, look. That's the thing about Buddy Murphy. We last saw him; he was like in this interesting storyline with um, what's her name, with Aaliyah Mysterio, Rey Mysterio's daughter. I I don't know what what happened then, and and we all know that there was that Aaliyah has a real life boyfriend, and I don't know why they put the story down, but I don't know what they were planning to do with him. They never talked about it. I haven't found any indication what plans did they have with Buddy Murphy the moment the storylines with the whole thing with the Mysterios was over. They never explained that much. I'm sure someone like the Wrestling Observer or Fightful Select or any other news outlet could figure that out or or try to find information that says what really happened. I mean, it, it doesn't make no sense. But, the thing is this. If they were not using them, they could have just released them sooner, but I'm sure we always hear that story. That like creative has nothing for him. And I feel like. oh That's another waste of time. For another good wrestler. And We can all say that. As much as we want. Next person we got. Is Lana. Now we all know where her husband is. He's in AEW. But. I know there's been a lot of people. That kind of. How do I say. Talked about her. On various occasions. I mean look. Look what happened to her. After. Uh, when Miro left. She got. I don't know how many times she went through a table by Nia Jax, and of course, many people were talked about. Oh, this is punishment for her because her husband went to AEW. Like I would agree on that, but I have to say, she handled it with class. No matter what they throw in at her, not only that, they tried She tried to stay relevant into the, into the whole thing with the main roster. Uh, last thing, the last thing I did hear is that she was promised. Well, she and Naomi, on the other hand, were in talks with the creative team. I think they were trying to come up with new ideas with how she and Naomi could continue on. And she was promised by Vince that she would uh, not be let go. But apparently, look what happened. But she was involved in a tag team status. But do we think she could go to AEW? Well, to be honest with you, anything could happen. I mean, look, we already had that uh, discussion about that. With uh you know, Sean Spears and Peyton Royce, or should I call her Cassie Lee? I mean those two are married. I mean, do we see and Sean Spears did indicated indicate it there's a possibility we can see the iconics arrive at AEW. But it depends on Tony Khan what he can offer them or what they can offer for the for the for the promotion. That's why that's why talk uh these talks happen. But for Lana, I'm not sure. That's the thing. We don't know but if she has something of value for AEW, then we'll see what happens. Or if any other promotion like Impact, NWA or anywhere else they wanna have have him have her, then that's cool. I mean, I'm not judging on that, but it'd probably be interesting how this plays out for Lana. Now, the next person we had is Ruby Riot, of course. Um the rock reached out about her, you know, because I think he was deeply shocked to hear about her release. I mean, look. I was start I'm, I was getting into the whole thing with the Riot Squad with he, her and uh, Liv Morgan just being the only two remaining members of the Riot Squad. We all know where uh Sarah Logan is at, you know, she's a mom and I'm not going to be judgmental or criticize. I mean, it's a good it's a thing that she, you know, experience it and she wants to be a mom and there's nothing wrong with that but to be honest with you we have seen her mostly like there are times we like see her in tag team matches with Liv or singles matches it all depends exactly how they're booking her but we need to ask ourselves did they really book her that well i mean to me i feel that could be the reasons i mean i remember when the riot squad first came around it was like wow that was pretty interesting, more like a punk rockish type, you know, group that doesn't give a shit about anybody. We'll just, you know, beat the hell out of you, get what we want, that sort of thing. And and that kind of fits in. But I think the most interesting part when she came back was her Reunitement with Liv Morgan because you fought. If you remember that storyline, she was in a in a feud with Liv Morgan because Liv Morgan went on her own. Liv Morgan beat her like twice, and that kind of made me cry. And I keep saying this to everybody: it's okay to cry, damn it. You know, I'm not ashamed of it, but I don't know. But there, I, I, she. The last thing I do know, she has been with other promotions like. Uh, A.A.W., which is based out of Chicago, uh, she's been with Shimmer and Shine, but we know she can be, but the problem is, do we think she could go to AW? I'm not sure. Like I said, they always look for wrestlers that have a value that could bring something to the, to the product, and, and that's always been, it's a good thing, but we need to be honest. Is she that person that could do that? I have to say no, but she'll be fine wherever she ends up. Now, finally, we got Santana Garrett. Now, i known Santana Garrett for a couple of years. I heard her name everywhere in the independent scenes, especially with women of wrestling. One thing I have noticed about her, and I never mentioned this to people, they uh, she hardly been utilized in NXT. Uh, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I, I think the issue during this time with Santana Garrett is they have too many talent. And I think it kind of made it difficult for her to to you know how to say to be used. And then all of a sudden she disappeared out of NXT and rumors sur- uh, were surfacing that she was supposed to debut at Smackdown prior before she was released. And that kind of put me in a in a in a, in a, a question like really? You were gone uh, this is what you guys did. You just you planned to debut her at Smackdown and all of a sudden you let her go. I mean, it is kind of strange. But the real question is, why they haven't utilized her earlier? I mean, that that kind of raises the question. But for me, I have to say WWE, some of these wrestlers, like majority of these wrestlers, they should have utilized them better. But we can say they'll be fine. They will be in other promotions wherever they go. It's either AEW, Impact, NWO, anywhere. So let's just be there for them and support them wherever they go. Now, the most shocking development took place this past Friday. We just saw the debut of Andrade El Idolo. Yes, folks, you heard me. Andrade de Idolo. Now, was I surprised that he was going to go to AEW? To be honest with you, I felt. No, it wouldn't surprise me. But however, I think it made a whole lot of sense. Now, let's talk about Andrade, about what were how this got to him this quickly. As you know, this past March, Andrade requested his release from the company. Because he came back from injury, he wasn't utilized, he was sent to catering. They were going to pay him even if they send him home. But however... He didn't want that. He did not want to just sit on his ass, do nothing while they paint him. He wanted to do he's I feel like he's a workhorse. Like he's willing to work no matter what. And that's a good thing. It shows not only that he has what it takes to be a good wrestler and good worker, it proves that he's willing to do what he he can, you know? But of course we did know he was released right on the day of Fast Lane. And I'm like that was strange, but it's a good thing. But the most interesting thing about that, he never got the the ninety day non compete clause. Now, for all of you who don't know what that is, if you're new to this channel, to this podcast, let me explain. This. The ninety day non compete clause is a is a kind of like a contract term that in within the ninety days, you're not allowed to talk to any promotion or appear any promotion whatsoever within those ninety days. And it always happens. Now, the reason they do this is to ensure that none of the other wrestlers show up at the bigger events of any promotion, especially like AEW. You know, that's like that. But it did make no sense. But during this time, we, we did hear what words was going on. We saw something on Twitter where he was signing a contract. I wasn't sure which one it is. Now, my My first guess, he might have been... Signing with NWA because he did talk about one day being the NWA Heavyweight Champion. I mean, that to me was a good idea. And then we heard that he issued a challenge to Kenny Omega for the AAA Mega Championship at Mania. I'm like, hell yeah, that's going to be an interesting match. I'm like, excited for it and all this. And, and not only that, the next moves that happen, he is uh, scheduled to reunite. With his Ingorbenable compadres. Rush, Dragon Lee, and Bestia. Los Ingorbenables at Federacion Wrestling. A new promotion that I mentioned once before. So, that is one of those bigger moves. However, when we saw him at AEW, it was like, okay. But more reports came in about he did have a meeting with Tony Khan. That he had a list of demands. He wanted creative control and veto power of lose of losing. Now, I know this is kind of like a difficult thing to talk about. Now, I'm assuming there might have been some compromises that led to maybe, okay, we'll hire you and all this and that. So, he does have a limited amount of creative control on his finishers. That's, that's a good thing from what I'm hearing. And, of course, uh, he has been in talks with Impact, and ROH, you know, to get a deal with them. But I don't think uh, they had the kind of deal that he wanted. So it's okay. But he did state that he will be the face of AEW. I feel like they should continue with the story between Kenny Omega and i it. it would be an interesting story to follow. So I don't know how you guys would feel. If you, you think it's a good thing, then let's say it's a good thing. But right now, let's just uh see what happens in the upcoming weeks with Andrade. and if you guys ask how is uh, Charlotte taking it? Well, she posted on her Twitter like emojis with her crying and the heart. Now, there is a chance that maybe Charlotte Flair could get a lot of heat for this because we've seen this already with many re- with AJ Lee. We all remember what happened with CM Punk. WWE were a bunch of morons They took their frustrations out on AJ Lee Because CM Punk left I think that's stupid They better not do this to Charlotte Flair Because if they do It shows what kind of despicable people they are What In every way So I think I'm Done venting on that But let's keep moving forward With the next subject Now you guys may have heard I talked about this before That WWE is in talks to have an exclusive partnership with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Now, for all you AEW fans, you probably say, Fuck that! We don't want that! There is a reason. There's a lot of questions we need to ask. It's, why New Japan? Why them? Why couldn't they partner up with other promotions? Well, the obvious question is, New Japan is the top promotion in, in Japan and that's the reason. But the idea was the exclusive partnership isn't something you say like they won't they just want to be the only North American promotion that would you have them come to their promo to their place and display them and they have to end their working relationship with Impact and AEW. That is what they want. They want to cut AEW in their tracks. And that's been one of those things that has been on everybody's minds. We all know uh, there were rep- people can say about A- WWE saying, oh, these guys don't work with anybody. That's the reason no one wants to work with them. I mean, yes, we got that. But Nick Khan wanted to stop the whole thing, like saying, OK, look, I know you guys don't like it, but I'm going to change that. But here's how this whole thing developed from the start, from what I can gather. This is coming from the Wrestling Observer. Ideas was not by Nick Khan. Re- um, the, the idea was not recommended by, uh, not by Nick Khan, but recommended by Vince McMahon to do the, the negotiations with New Japan. But Daniel Bryan was involved in the early discussions. But since he now is now a free agent, um, he's no longer involved. Now the ini- But like I said, the initial attempt was to freeze out AEW because the exclusive deal will only have them... Just work with W That's what the idea. Now, uh, Dave Meltzer said that the deal would be more NXT-focused and beneficial. Now, New Japan would not agree to any deal unless they felt it was extremely beneficial. To them. And, it, and it's true. You see, what benefits th- does this get for them? And that's always, always the key thing about, about New Japan. Now, th- let me pause here for a little bit from this report I got from Resident Observer. We can say, we know that they've been partner up, New Japan, with, R- with Ring of Honor. But we never seen a lot of the wrestlers come to Ring of Honor at all. Only maybe a small handful of them. Ring of Honor may have some great talent. But however, I feel like they don't display their product enough to... Have fans be interested. And and that's always been the thing that gets me going about them. Now, with AEW, I feel they can benefit with them in every way. Now, you probably say, how? Simple. They have a much bigger platform they can use. I mean, look, we already seen Kenta. We've seen um, Yuji Nagata. Um, Who else have we seen? Mm, I'm trying to think of anybody else. Kenta Nagata... I think that's pretty much it, yeah. But that that's one of the things we have been noticing. They're giving these opportunities. Oh, yeah, they had uh, Ren Narita and, of course, Rocky Romero. I almost forgot about them. And it played it well because it, they they're not afraid to say this. Now, there's that talk about should we give these wrestlers a losing streak? Maybe so but depends on how uh, how Nick uh, Tony Khan is making these discussions with the top executives of New Japan. I think that's how it plays out. But I think the the reality is is this. Do we think if they do this exclusive partnership is WWE only going to put over their guys instead of giving the New Japan wrestlers their chance? That's a question I think many of us can talk about over and over again about it, and it makes a whole lot of sense to me. But however, that that's the way I pictured it, you know. And, and that's, and here's the thing: they have gotten nowhere with any other promotional deals. We do know that uh, Nick Khan is now in a difference trying to make these negotiations uh we don't know exactly more now we know that WWE tried to have nego- talks with talks then buy the promotions they tried that with Pro Wrestling Noah, Stardom, Big Japan, Dragon Gate and AAA but it never got anywhere and that's it's okay because many promotions like them are paying attention okay what is it about these promotions that they say no uh, Noah it's a, a promotion that it's completely like a a different style that is originated from all Japan. And that's okay. And that's stardom. Rossi Gao was about to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. But when he saw, heard that WWE were planning to dismantle stardom. But set up a foothold in Japan. He didn't like that. So he backed down from the deal. And took the deal with Bushiro. He's no longer the owner of, of stardom. But he remained with, with the company as an executive producer. Which is cool. Big Japan, I'm not sure, but I was surprised about it. Uh, Dragon Gate, the same way. Triple A, I was surprised about that. I'm like... But, I don't know. But there are those that feel, okay, um, there is no way New Japan is going to accept the deal with WWE. Now, for all you WWE fans who are listening, I know you're gonna say, fuck that bullshit. They will take the deal. Trust me. They will do better. There's endless of dream matches. I agree with you guys. Sorry. I agree, but... That's the thing. We need to ask this obvious question. And I said it once again. Is WWE going to put put over their guys and not give the guys from New Japan that side? That's the question you need to ask yourselves. Now, if there's more to this about the partnership, I will cover it more. And that's pretty much it. And I just... I feel like I don't know. I just feel this could be a bad idea, you know. I, I just had that gut feeling. So I hope I hope everything turns out well. Now I hope you guys enjoyed me talking about this. as a real. Sh- I think this is, might be my, one of my shortest podcast episodes I've done because right now I need to review certain wrestling events that I will put on my YouTube channel. If you guys don't have my YouTube channel, go to Deleted Wrestle Zone. You can find me there. I review every event that they have. Right now, the event I need to um, to cover up is DDT. Oh no, GCW's tournament. Um, uh, hold on. What's it called? I have it right here. Tournament of Survival 666. I have the another one that should. It's coming around. Uh, Zombies Walk. Uh, War uh, warrior wrestling stadium series night one and of course nwa when our shadows fall so that's going to be on the youtube channel so if you guys don't have me on youtube go find me go deleted wrestle zone and i'll be there uh i'll be throwing every video daily because i cover everything up and that's pretty much it um what else But I think that's it for now, and I will see what other topics will come up this week for all of you guys. And I think that's pretty much it. So, But for now, I'll see you guys later on this podcast, and I must bid all of you adieu. So, goodbye. And have a nice day. Bang!